Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today is a special day. It's Monday, but it's also my 200th episode in this second season. We are just trucking along, by God's grace, of course. Today, we're going to look at Psalm 58, and I'll be reading this time from the New Living Translation, and it reads... Do you speak what is right and good, O you powerful ones? Are you always right in how you judge, O sons of men? No, in your heart you do what is wrong. You use your hands to hurt and destroy in the land. The sinful go wrong as soon as they are born. Those who speak lies go to the wrong way from birth. Their poison is like the poison of a snake. They are like a cobra that cannot or will not listen. It does not hear the voice of the man who has power over it, even if the man is very good in his work. O God, break the teeth in their mouth. Break out the teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away like water that pours. When he uses his arrows, let them have no heads. Let them be like a snail that melts away as it goes. Like a baby born dead, may they never see the sun. Before your pots have filled the fire of thorns, he will blow them away with the storm, both the green and the burning one. The one who is right and good will be full of joy when he sees the sinful punished. He will wash his feet in their blood, and men will say, For sure there is pay for those who are right and good. For sure there is a God who says who is, gui- who, says who is guilty or not on the earth. Hmm. What do you think of this psalm? Do you find it harsh? Who do you think the psalm is directed to? First, this was written by David, and it is a lamenting psalm. But David is lamenting over the injustice or the injustices that are, that are being carried out by corrupt leaders. He apparently has grown tired of how they disregard what is right and do the things that benefit only a few. This this scenario sound familiar to any of us? We too can claim to be under similar circumstances, could we not? Does it ever get better? Of course it does. It gets better when Jesus Christ returns and and he makes everything right. But what are we to do while we're waiting for his return? That's the question. When we are surrounded with corruption, And it seems as though good people just can't get a break. You can't get a break. I can't get a break. What are we to do? The very first thing we are to do is to pray. Always be prayerful. Always know that when you talk directly to the Father, that he listens. He hears. And he answers. And when we come together collectively praying for the same things, he hears us. But you know, we're not just all, we're not just to pray for ourselves. We're to pray for others. And this may be a newsflash to you. We are to pray for our leaders, whether they were the ones that we voted for or not. We're to pray that God guide them to intervene if we see them 
or we believe them to be doing things that are in error. To seek God's guidance in all that we do, but also in those who are appointed over us, both in local elections and national or federal elections. But not just to look at these psalms or this particular psalm only as for government leaders. How about for the leaders of our churches where we worship? We know that there has been corruption and there may, not may, there is still some corruption in some of the churches because we aren't perfect. So we need to be mindful on all fronts, being very cautious about the people who we elect and place in charge over everything from Sunday school teachers to pastors, bishops, cardinals, to our chairs of our education boards, to councilmen, to just what have you, to be prayerful. Not everyone is going to be a Christian and sometimes, sadly, the non-Christian people who are in charge of various government offices can do more justice than sometimes people who profess to be Christians. So we need to be very mindful in what we're doing and allow the Holy Spirit to direct us each and every step of the way. For caregivers, it's very critical for us to look at our healthcare team who are who are assisting us in caring for our loved ones. Do not just defer to them simply because they have a degree, but to be involved and to challenge them if needed. As children of God, we are to recognize corruption everywhere. I know with me for the healthcare team, I remember talking to each and every new physician when I was taking care of my mom and I would tell them, you and I and mama, we're a team. I live with her every day and day in and day out. I see the changes and the progression. You have the degree behind you and together we will do what is best for my mother. And I remember initially one doctor just kind of looked at me as if, well, who do you think you are? But I didn't back down. And before I knew it, he would call me, how's the medication working out? Did, did, did everything happen okay? And before he would prescribe something for her, he'd look at me, well, what do you think about this? That's exactly the type of partnership that I wanted to have and the one that I wish for you as well. To not just take what people give you, but to be diligent and insistent on the health care that is provided to your loved one. Because corruption is everywhere. And you need to be mindful of that, to not sit passively by, but through the Holy Spirit to pray on situations and then to go boldly doing what the Holy Spirit has laid in your heart. So whereas this psalm may be somewhat harsh in what David has um, asked God to do um, to the wicked, we need to just rest assured that God will take care of everything in his own time. We just need to be on alert to keep our guard up and to make sure that we don't unwillingly contribute to the corruption that is around us because we have the hope that is in Jesus Christ and each and every morning we can wake up to that hope. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being our God of hope, for reminding us that in this corrupt situation and systems that we find ourselves in, that you will help us navigate through them, that you will help us each and every step 
of the way. Help us to pray for our leaders, not just um, our secular leaders, but also our religious leaders. As stated, our Sunday school teachers, our ushers, our deacons, our bishops, our elders, all of them. Because we want them to have your mind. We want them to wake up as we do, asking for your Holy Spirit to guide them. To let us not be um, bamboozled or misled in a direction because of someone's greed or evil. Help us, give us the discernment, Father, and the wisdom to know who to back and who not to back. But let us be prayerful because if you allow them to be at that position, then there may be something that we all can learn from it, whether it's good or bad. Help the caregivers to have good physicians and and the healthcare team to assist them in caring for their loved one. Give them boldness, boldness, Lord, so that they aren't afraid to speak up and to challenge the healthcare providers. Give them that assurance that you can speak to their hearts to tell them the direction that they need to go in with the nurses and the specialists and even professional caregivers who may come in and out of their home. Give them peace, Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. And thank you for allowing us to have our 200th episode. Take care. Thank you.